0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Above Board, the podcast about how to build a bootstrap business, digital privacy, and updates from our company, Fathom Analytics. I'm Paul
1: Jarvis, designer and marketer. And I'm Jack Ellis, programmer and hype man. Follow along as we have candid discussions about what it means to run an ethical business and keep things always above board.
0: And as always, you can learn more at usefathom.com.
1: So I do feel like that follow along is a transistor FM podcast thing. The build your sass, probably but follow is. along as we build transistor FM with that special sound effect.
0: Do we have a special sound effect? I guess we'll see when I am editing this.
1: <laughs> oh, I was going to say, let's ask the editor. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, today's today we're going to talk about, uh, caffeine abuse. And as I've been calling it before the call, I've been referring to it as drug abuse, but, uh, well, you think that's a little bit too far to well, talk about drug abuse i mean
0: it, it might be but i also think that um if something has the ability to be abused then i guess technically it is abusing uh, a substance mm-hmm. yeah maybe i don't i don't know i'm not an expert there
1: <laughs> well yeah okay i was so yeah, we're going to talk about caffeine, we're going to talk about Apple's privacy updates, and we're going to talk about a a secret new something that will be coming. There's always something so, secret. This one's really secret, though. <laughs> it's a secret. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, you, you know, you know. Oh, yeah. So the reason I'm going on about caffeine is because, as some of you may know, I've jacked caffeine in completely. Uh, I, was drinking, I was drinking six shots of strong blonde espresso to basically... Get a, get a high or get a pump and get through my work and I've been doing that for a long time and so these are six strong blonde shots of um, espresso and you've spoken to me when I'm on, on coffee I'm crazy and what I found was I was working on something quite hard and I was thinking why can't I actually just sit and think right and then I realized that it's because I've been having so much caffeine And I'd never really, I've only once questioned my caffeine intake before because I think as entrepreneurs and as developers, especially developers, but designers too, we do jack ourselves up with caffeine and not everyone, but there's a, there's a breakdown. There's basically there are the responsible users and those people will, well, you, you're a good example of this. (laughs) What do you have in the morning?
0: I have, um, I pulled two shots of, um, a local coffee and then steam some um, oat milk, make a latte, and that's it for the whole day.
1: So so that's basically the camp where I consider it to be um, useful or, or functional use of caffeine, which is what we, we probably see with the majority of people. I mean, that's hard to say without any data, but we know that 90% of Americans <laughs> drink coffee each day. Wow. Right? But you don't know how much of that is ridiculous amount. So what happens is, and it's funny because people talk about caffeine and capitalism. So we are typically working from, I mean, in the UK, it was, it's weird in Canada, dude. I don't understand what goes on here. I have no idea. But in the UK, a 9 to 5 job or 9 to 5.30 job was pretty common. Over here, everyone finishes work, apparently finishes work at 3 o'clock. I don't understand what that's all about. I
0: mean, on the West Coast, it's 12 or 1, if, if that
1: Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but you know what? Whatever, whatever, whatever. So, uh, people are basically jacking themselves with more and more coffee so they can stay awake, and then they're staying up later to do more work, and then they're jacking in more coffee to try and make up for that.
0: So let me ask you something though: Why so? Like, what led to having that many shots of coffee in the morning? Was it just that like two wasn't doing it, so you added three, and then three wasn't doing it, so you added four? Like, what led to? this um to six shots
1: (laughs) well I think I think my story is the same as everyone who is drinking this much coffee so for me when I was in when I was working for an agency we were working on a big project and I found there was just not enough time and looking back on it it was a capacity issue I was basically doing all this complex stuff and there should have been more people and that was my introduction to coffee abuse I would say and um I know in the past that I I had a day. This was really early days. I had this crazy coffee and then multiple energy drinks, and I saw this as I need this to be able to stay up late mm. to be able to work on what I need to work on, and then it became more and more of a habit. So I then slowly moved into drinking. I think it was Rockstar energy drinks, and if you even you know that this is back in two thousand and twelve, two thousand and thirteen, when I was much younger, and I was seven drink years drinks. old. Just chugging, yeah. chugging rock stars. I would drink them for breakfast, dude. Like, no joke. Oh. i bring them in. i think, oh, I'd have it for lunch, but I'd have a rock star and it's full of sugar. And I would just, and then later in the day, I'd load it up with extra coffee and some kind of French press. And it's funny because there'll be people that are listening to this who do the exact same thing. I did a poll on Twitter and there are people that use it like you do, but there are also people that are in this, this trap where they're just using it just to function and we don't question it because caffeine's a legal drug mm-hmm. and people think when, when i call it a drug people can sometimes get offended so i'll clarify i mean it's a psychoactive drug right mm-hmm. it, like it's it is a drug um it's not illegal but we abuse it and abuse it some of us so i just got i guess i got worse and worse because i never really questioned it and then it became i need this drug to function right i can't function in the morning without this drug i can't do anything and interestingly, what I noticed, I had this kind of, kind of growing anxiety, I'd say. And I'm thinking, oh, that makes sense. You know, more responsibility, you know, thousands of customers. It just comes with the turf. And I just accepted it. So what I found, I'm on day five of no caffeine. I have no anxiety. And it's the most fascinating thing in the world. Wow. Yeah. So I don't understand what's going on there. I mean, I do, but it must be because I'm stressing myself with caffeine. Did you have yeah, sugar so- with your
0: caffeine? Like, did you make your... Uh, Skim milk.
1: So, yeah, so there would be an element of sugar, but it's not like I had, you know, syrup and um, actual added sugar. I just had milk.
0: Yeah. Okay. That, I guess, makes it a little better. I don't know. But
1: But it it is interesting because you can function. I mean, especially as an entrepreneur, you just think, I can't lose my edge. I can't lose my energy. Mm. And then you think, well, wouldn't it be better if you were clear, you had a clear head, you could think slower. And you know, in the early days of this podcast, I was jacking in the caffeine. I was having an energy drink before we went on show. Yeah. So, so my my message to the world, really, and it, to entrepreneurs, to developers, if you are drinking coffee like me, or perhaps you're drinking more, do have a do take a look at it and and know that you can get through. I mean, I'm only on day five. This is the first day that I've actually been able to properly move and hold myself up at my desk. Wow! You know, we had a call. We had a call yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to work. I couldn't actually hold myself up. I was just I wanted to slide off uh, withdrawals, and that just makes it. That just reinforces it. You know, you can have a really unhealthy drug addiction and not even realize it. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think the same goes for sugar for a lot of folks. I know that was the case for myself for a while. Was that sugar? It gives you energy for a little bit. I mean, it it then it then crashes you. <laughs> so I think it's important to pay attention. I, I think it's something that not enough of us pay attention to is that the things that we put into our body, food and drink, um, really affect us. And they can really productivity. affect us. Yeah. Not, well, not even just productivity, but like clear-headedness. Um, sure. Yeah, productivity for sure. And just even things like, I know that certain foods make me feel like anxious and restless. I mean, they're delicious foods, so sometimes eat them. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, it's definitely interesting. Have you ever done food journaling?
1: <laughs> yeah. Dude, you you know I worked on war games for however yeah, long. True. Yeah, I I, did, I was all into that stuff, and it's funny because when you're self-employed, you're not just in a cog in the system. You know, you work at a big company, mm-hmm. you can kind of, you can often, not always, but you can often coast by. Whereas when you're self-employed, or when you're the only person doing the work, so for example, I'm doing development, or even when I was doing my contracting work, I was doing the development. There weren't there weren't other people. You can't coast by, and so you're just in a whole different position so it's a case of you can't give up caffeine because if i give up caffeine then nothing's going to get done and then so i had to actually reframe it as this is an investment in the future mm-hmm. because right now i can think really clearly uh, which is really really nice i'm in, i'm enjoying it
0: are you going to introduce coffee back or just stay completely yeah
1: i'm i'm not sure yet i might because i mean realistically one coffee a day hasn't won't harm anyone or, you know, even a few cups of coffee a day. I was drinking. It's sliding. You're espresso. already
0: you you're already sliding. The, well, maybe yeah, just a few. Maybe just a few more.
1: So, dude, I've been off all this week, and yesterday I was in bed and I literally couldn't move. Mm-hmm. My wife's like, "Do you want a cup of coffee?" I say, "If I had a cup of coffee, I would feel fantastic." But I need to think about what I'm trying to do, and maybe I can reintroduce it. So, uh, no, I'm I'm feeling good, and I'm going to have a good, good day at work good. today. And one other thing, I do want to add as well. We're talking about caffeine here, but we know in media that a lot of people use cocaine if you're using cocaine don't it's it's not don't use cocaine also that's a slippery slope yes
0: <laughs> also also probably not the best thing for your health
1: yes so no <laughs> cocaine caffeine's fine in moderation don't do cocaine i don't know why it's so prominent in media but it is
0: i did actually try giving up coffee once didn't go well so, <laughs> well, I also, so for me, it's about, it's like, it's why I don't drink alcohol for, it's like control. Like I want to feel like I'm in control of my cognitive abilities, how, however small those are, um, and, and in control of, of how I, I guess, process the world. Um, but for, for caffeine, I don't feel, I guess, cause I've been drinking the same amount of caffeine that hasn't gone up or down for f- decades doesn't, I don't feel the effects of caffeine, right? Like I wake up and I have a coffee just because that's my routine. I don't that's, feel... That's, I don't
1: believe that. I don't believe you.
0: Well, okay, then I, it's imperceptible what the benefits are of continuing that routine. Whereas the benefits are not the benefits, <laughs> but like I would notice if I didn't have a cup of coffee, like I had to go um, do some routine medical thing the other week where I couldn't have anything to eat or drink in the morning. And, like, I did feel the effects of not having caffeine, right? Like, I felt the negative effects of not having mm. caffeine. So, I'm like, okay, well, that that one cup of coffee that I really enjoy. Like, I wake up and I look for. I'm just probably speaking to something. But, like, I wake up and I'm like, ah, I get to have my cup of coffee now. Like, I get to go downstairs, make my... I don't turn on my phone. I don't look at fucking instagram or some shit like i just i wake (laughs) up and i'm just relax and i make my coffee slowly it takes a little while because i don't have like uh, a nespresso pot or whatever those fucking things are called like i have a real coffee maker a real espresso machine i I pull my shots i steam my oat milk um and then i go from there i have actually removed i have actually been working to remove um processed sugar at least be very mindful of processed sugar um, so I don't have, I don't know why, th- like oat milk, oats are natural, nat- have natural sugars. I don't know why you can buy sweetened oat milk. Because so I've been buying unsweetened oat milk for a long time now because I think I don't. Because it tastes better. I. But I don't know if it does. I think I like my coffee where I can taste the creaminess and the coffee and I don't feel like i need the shirt like tasting sweet like overly sweet in my coffee just doesn't appeal to me anymore i also think our taste buds change like before i changed um my diet significantly last fall i was eating a lot of processed foods and I, if i didn't eat processed foods i would kind of crave them and then i just cut them out completely and it's like now i don't mm-hmm. crave them like i'll be eating a salad and i'll be like okay this is good Like this is, this is, this is what my body feels like it craves right now. So I think things can change and habits and even like mental cravings uh, for things can change over time. Maybe, I don't know.
1: I think it's funny though the fact that you actually have to focus on your diet. I mean, it can be for other reasons, but I know for a fact that I used to be obsessed with uh, entrepreneur routines and mm-hmm. habits, right? Well, no, because you know I'm trying to start a business, uh, you know, or try and take um, get a side project off the off the ground, and you try and emulate the people that have done it. And one of the the biggest thing is maintaining your energy or keeping a sta- a stable amount of energy. Mm-hmm. And diet is a huge thing, and I've been working on my diet. too so I haven't cut out sugars like you have. I'm definitely trying to be more mindful because being overweight can impact your your energy. So for me, it's a case of I want to drop weight so I can have more energy. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Which I think. Yeah, so that's pretty much the whole caffeine thing, and and uh, we can move on to Apple and privacy now. I think. Oh, jeez so what's happening? I'm blind to this.
0: So I think it kind of, it speaks to the the state of things where Apple has their um, WWDC, their developer conference, the developer at Fathom doesn't watch it and the non-developer does. Um, mm. At least the, the keynote or the big thing that they did was really not developer-focused. It was really interesting. And I think that's kind of been the case for the last few years where literally their developer conference... They're more talking to things they're doing that impact consumers than I think I heard the term API once in the whole like two hour event. Um, That's disrespectful. I, I think so. Um, they, they mentioned Swift as well, but I think maybe only one time. And so I was watching it because I'd heard that they were announcing a whole bunch of privacy features. I'm really interested in privacy. Um, we'll we'll get to that a little more later (laughs) um Mm -hmm. uh, foreshadowing Um, but but they did announce uh, a few things and i think apple i think as far as big tech goes I, i don't think any company is doing perfect or doing amazing as far as digital privacy goes
1: what about google
0: I mean, I, they're the gold standard <laughs> <laughs> for shit, but I think that Apple is at least trying to, and I think some of it, I think, is privacy theater, right? Like, I think some of it is just trying to seem like they are the different big tech company, but I think some of it is actually beneficial to end users. And... So they, they announced a few things. They announced, I guess... Or did you have something to say before I talk about the four things that they... Well, no,
1: I was going to say they're positioning against Facebook who are known for not having good privacy. Exactly.
0: And positioning, uh, especially as far as hardware and operating systems go against Google, who...
1: but And social media too, don't forget.
0: Yes. Be- All this new stuff. Because they're... It, it's, it's interesting because their revenue model is... Like Google's an advertising company, basically. So yeah. they, that's where they make their revenue. Facebook is an advertising company. That's where they make their revenue. Apple sells hardware and now to a large extent, a lot of the revenue is tied to services where mm-hmm. you pay for the product. So you aren't the product. So it's interesting because they're in kind of a different position where they can do this. Yes. Google, yeah. So they announced a few things. So they announced that, um, mail was going to not block spy pixels, but obfuscate the data. So hide your IP address when it loads images. Which I think is really interesting. It's not a de- it's apparently not going to be a default, but an option. So I hope with enough press coverage, um, like us talking about it right now that people will enable this when they upgrade to Mavericks or iOS or iPadOS, I think it's fifteen. So it's going to work kind of the same way that our friends at Fastmail do where it'll load the image, but because that image is proxied, it gets the IP address from the servers that the image loads on that then loads on your server or that then loads in your email client which i think is smart because then you get images because images can be useful in emails apparently i don't know i was always dead set against them but for some people if you have a d2c brand something images probably sound important second thing was that they're really trying to again differentiate themselves where their cloud services um Uh, are are trying to be more private but at the same time they're trying to do a lot of processing on device so siri now processes on device so i i I guess on one hand that's a speed issue so it makes siri seem a lot faster when siri's doing tasks for you like telling you i don't understand what you mean (laughs) it now happens so much faster when you ask a very simple question um go ahead
1: I i don't understand how you can do that in a privacy friendly way because unless they're shipping the entire code, and the, the, the speech detection, or not the speech detection, but unless they're shipping the entire code on the, the client, on the phone, how can they possibly do that? I don't understand how that can be locally done.
0: Dude, it works in airplane, in the demo, it showed it working in airplane mode.
1: That's, I don't understand that. Well, yeah. Just because I don't understand, it doesn't mean that it's not possible. That's remarkable.
0: Yeah, I mean, they didn't really get into the specifics of exactly how it works yet, but it is—it does seem pretty remarkable that they can put an AI onto your local po- tiny pocket computer. Well,
1: if it's just Siri, you know, open up Spotify, then fine, I understand that could be mm-hmm. done locally. But if it's Siri, what is the meaning of life? You know, there's no way that they wouldn't be, have to send that to a server. I could say Siri, where does Paul Jarvis live? Siri, where does you know? What yeah, hap- I can't see that stuff.
0: happening on device. It things I think they need the internet. If you if you say like, show me the wiki for LeBron James, I doubt that it could do that on uh, on device. It could probably process the request and then send that request to the internet. But yeah, I mean, if it needs internet, like a lot of things, I guess how I use Siri is just a lot of like show me this thing. And it, re- it shows me basically the wiki page <laughs> most of the time. And I can't, that can't happen on device because it, it can't put the internet on your computer loading locally.
1: <laughs> what happens if you say Siri,
0: serial? I don't know. I'm surprised my phone hasn't been going off this whole time. <laughs> hey Siri, it's not, oh no, it did catch it that time. I think because I wasn't saying, hey,
1: I've never I've never used Siri. I'm curious if they start making it more privacy friendly and it's genuinely privacy friendly, then I'm interested.
0: Yeah, I mean, they do try to make as much um, end to end encrypted as possible, but it's also it's hard to tell what is, like I said, privacy theater so that Apple can sell more devices and i think so the other two features that i that i want to talk about that were announced at wwdc that i think i think they're decent for privacy but i think it also creates a walled garden like they're building apple is hard at work building their moat to keep people in their ecosystem so the first thing is um iCloud plus which is basically um privacy relay for safari Hide my email, which I think might only work in Safari, where they just give you a burner email address and then secure video for HomeKit. So if you have, um, like, I think Logitech and a few other companies um, can let you save your video from your security cameras to iCloud. It doesn't actually count against storage, with it, which I think is awesome because sto- storing high res videos. But privacy relay in Safari is interesting because. It sounds a bit like a VPN, but Craig, whatever his name is, last name is, said that it's kind of not like a VPN, but it is kind of like a VPN because it masks IP and DNS and all all this other stuff. But it also forces you to use Safari, right? Like if all of these features are only available in Apple's browser, then they've basically kept you using their browser in their operating system with their iCloud.
1: But is that a bad thing if a company is willing to actually protect your privacy? But it means that they're keeping you in their ecosystem. That's what good businesses do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm we we internally at Fathom we think, okay, what can we do that will keep users wanting to use our software and not want to move to something else? I mean, it's a valid yeah. thing in business. I just think that when they, it does seem like a monopoly, to be like, to be honest. It seems like if they have the hardware, the operating system, the software, all the cloud services, it seems like I don't, I guess I don't know enough about uh, regulating monopolies to say um, where Mm -hmm. is, where does creating a good business moat, which makes sound business sense, and where does that end and where does just we've just got a straight up monopoly going right
1: why don't we bring dhh back on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so the fourth point that i wanted to bring up about wwdc I'll just, I'll just talk right past that is that apps get um privacy reports which i think is pretty interesting because safari's had these privacy reports for a while
1: Dude, and they're going in on facebook
0: which yeah which i think is good like i think it's I think it's for far too long, we've kind of understood, okay, well, my data is being used or sent somewhere, but I don't know where, and I don't know what data, and I don't know how. So I think these privacy reports are kind of interesting, because it just gives people a, a better look at, okay, well, this is what information is being sent. Like When I look at the privacy reports, when I'm installing an app now on the App Store, I won't install an app if it's like, oh, shit, they're taking this and this and this. And all I wanted the app to do is giving my fucking weather like (laughs) it does give it does give a, a better. And I think this is this is the point of of digital advocates of digital privacy advocates like us. It's not that giving any data to any company is bad or evil on its own. I think the ability, not knowing what that data is and how it's used is bad and not having some control over what data we want to share with whom is the issue. Like if there's no consent there, then, so I think this gives a level of, um, I guess, knowledge and consent, which I think is, is really important when we're talking about digital privacy. So I think all in all, Apple did, I mean, as far as a big tech company goes, they're doing more than the other ones which I think is 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 decent I wouldn't give them a perfect score but I think they are doing things that are definitely a a step in the right direction and based like we said based on their business model I think it's I think it it's something that only they can do
1: yeah no that makes good sense well that's a cool update and speaking of um, privacy updates what's uh what's coming in the near future
0: so I'm thinking about starting a second uh, podcast and this mm-hmm. podcast won't replace Above Board because this is, this is, this is our main thing um, as far as like podcast content for Fathom, which does, it, it's interesting because like we see signups for Fathom and people say, oh, I, I found you through listening to your show or I signed up through listening to Above Board so having
1: Shh, uh, don't tell everyone because then all the competitors will go <laughs> sh-
0: oh god what competitors we don't have competition remember <laughs> we talked about this i think we did a whole about board episode about that um I love it. so yeah basically the the gist is i want to do a five minute or less weekly podcast that gives people an update on what's happening In the world of digital privacy as it relates to business owners,
1: will you be giving a hot take on these things in addition to the core news?
0: I don't think I can help that sometimes. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I have an opinion. Like, if something's garbage, I'm probably going to say it's garbage and why. But I just think I spend so much time looking at what's happening in the world of privacy, talking to people about it, and, and kind of looking through the news. So why not sh- cherry pick the most useful and the most topical and the most relevant information and share that with the people that want to listen?
1: Yeah, i listen to it. You better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I don't see at least one subscription oh
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like yeah Paul I've been downloading it and a zero downloads exactly
0: we, l- we look in transistor and it's like wah 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 yeah. so this
1: this podcast has been doing really good recently our subscribers keep going up and I just I'm kind of blown away by how many people are listening to this now yeah really really surprises me
0: yeah I mean people people like our 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 pseudo witty banter
1: I guess pseudo witty <laughs> all
0: right well let's call it let's get to work